The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. What, 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 what is this? What is this? What have you given us? This is a national championship game. That's what this is. And it's 45 to 7. You thought TCU belonged in this game? What was the qualifications, College Football Playoff Committee? What was the qualifications? Getting beat by Kansas State. That qualifies you for this game. The biggest game of the year. The game that every college football fan, no matter what team, they pull for, looks forward to. And this is the garbage that you gave us. <laughs> Let me guess, a Bama fan? <laughs> no, Mississippi State. Oh, Mississippi State. I mean, but but it is proof of what we talk about where they're like, if you're in that conference, you kind of just take credit for if anybody else in that conference does anything. That's true. Yeah. He, I'm sure he's mad that Alabama wasn't in the game against Georgia. What does he care? Mississippi State, what does he care? But he does, obviously, TJ. He does. Angry Mississippi State fan. That was in the middle of the national championship See, game. He went viral, and you're playing him, and he sounded just like I did in my CPAP mask last night during the Kansas-Oklahoma game. <laughs> What 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 is this? What is this? I, it sounds like Mike Gundy too at the beginning. <laughs> what is this? I don't know, but I've got a couple of new drops. I know that for sure. What 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 is this? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps getting more and more worked up as he goes too. Pathetic! You are pathetic! He's yelling at the committee. Oh, my gosh. You know, and the TCU, committee that allowed it is garbage. The funny thing is, like, TCU did beat Michigan. Like, they earned their way into that game, but mm, that guy is not happy about it. All right, welcome back. Hour 2, T-Row on the Morning Show, Wednesday, January 11. <sighs> Toby and TJ back with you. Short night, but we're okay. I think we're doing pretty good. Hey, um... A few things to rattle through here, Teach. Let's check some things off here. OU got him a new wide receivers coach yesterday. Emmett Jones. I love guys named Emmett. One of my favorite yeah. all-time people in the world, Emmett. Emmett Smith? My pawpaw, Emmett Perry. Oh, my really? dad's middle name is Emmett. Emmett's are great people. Emmett Smith? Oh, that's right. That's right. Um... Trying to think of other uh, Andre Emmett. That was a last another, name, though. Yeah, another tech uh, tie there. Famous Emmets. Hmm. Hmm. 
I think we named them. My Pawpaw and Emmett Smith. I think that's it. Well, Emmett Smith is far and away number one. Uh, anyway, Emmett uh, Jones, new OU wide receiver, pass game coordinator, wide receiver coach, pass game coordinator. What do we think about this hire, Teach? What, what did uh, Teddy say? What's everybody saying about this hire? I would guess if I heard what Teddy said, looks good to me, Tyler. Um, I saw right. good things yesterday on the Twitter sphere. Uh, fans seem to be happy over the hire. I didn't see too many disgruntled people. So, um, been a, had a stop at Kansas Tech, done some good things. So, um, Parker seemed to think that it was a good move yesterday afternoon as he came in. So, I heard mostly positive reviews. I have uh, actually uh, found uh, Teddy's reaction when he found out about the hire yesterday. What? 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 What is this? What is this? I guess he's not as happy as we thought he would be. <laughs> What's funny is, had this been Lincoln making this move, everyone would have hated it. Oh, here goes another tech guy. Yeah, tech guy. Yeah. <laughs> pathetic! You are pathetic! Thank you. Um, all right, well, shortly thereafter, or maybe before, who could know, oh, you also got him another portal pickup, Teach. And I like this guy a lot. Andrell Anthony, wide receiver, Michigan Wolverines. Good player, Teach. Good player. Nice. What's everybody saying about this? Loved it. Everybody was going nuts last night, so I saw nothing negative on this one. Everybody was loving this move. So, uh, Not everybody. Not everybody? Michigan? Nope. Here's Jim Harbaugh's reaction. Well, okay. Pathetic! You are pathetic! That seemed a little harsh about a young man, but he didn't like it. All right, I'll stop. I promise. I'll stop, people. I'll let it, I'll, for, for a while anyway, I won't play the guy anymore. Uh, good pickup. Yes, yes. We need, yes. when Marvin Mims left, we needed a wide receiver. Needed a wide, right? They went and got a that, really good one. Needed depth at that position. Went and got a good one. Uh, did good get things last year for Michigan. So, yeah, I think that's a good move. This happened uh, a couple of days ago. We failed to talk about it yesterday in uh, all the salad hubbub. OSU got a quarterback, Alan Bowman. The former Texas oh, I Tech, didn't see that. Former Texas Tech quarterback. Former last year he played for Michigan. Didn't play much, but he was with Michigan. You remember Alan Bowman? Uh, Teddy yeah. called him the Bowman Kid. <laughs> was it his kidney that kept giving him problems when he was at Tech? He had a concussion. It seems like it was. He was he was injury prone, but big, big, hard throwing quarterback. That's a pretty. I think that's a pretty good get for them. Oh, it's really good considering assuming what he's was, healthy. Yeah, well, that's a big thing with him. But considering what they had and what had been going on, I that's a that's a nice get for them. I think. Spencer Rattler says he's coming back to South Carolina next year. Yeah. Um, it's amazing the trajectory he was on to where he's at now. From hot shot, Netflix kid. Oh, I got you. Top From guy like in the country. First round draft pick. I'm only uh, going to be there track. as long as I need to be there until I'm the number one pick. Uh, to, yeah, I'm coming back. Let's, let's have another year. And I don't know what his choice would have been outside of that. So, yeah. Go to the draft. 
and yeah. see if you can get somebody to pick you up and then make a roster. Yeah, that's difficult, though. So hopefully he has a good season. I'm rooting for him because I think he's humbled himself a little bit, well, a lot, uh, mm-hmm. from the kid I was just talking about. So hopefully it works out for him and he has a big year and, and catches the eye of, of, of people at the next level. But not, not, the, uh, not the direction he thought things were going to go, that's for sure. Lincoln Riley says he's bringing Alex Grinch back next year, Teej. Yep. Jerry Jones is the first person I thought of when I saw that yesterday and saw his comment. Jerry Jones is really stupid sometimes in how loyal he is to people because he wants to prove other people wrong. Uh-huh. Even though it's been defined for him, he knows the truth, but he will not. Let the outsiders, the media, the fan base, whoever it is, be right about a coach. Position coach, head coach, whatever it is. That was a Lincoln-Riley line yesterday that I said, boy, that's Jerry Jones, when Jerry will not give up on someone. And I'm all for loyalty. But sometimes in that business, when it comes to a coach and stuff, you see the writing on the wall. You see how things have gone. There's a pattern there, and it doesn't just instantly change. And Jerry and what Lincoln said yesterday thinks they're going to be smarter than everyone else. And don't make the move that is probably the move that needs to be made. Unfortunate, because you're what, talking what, about firing what, what a guy. What is this? What is this? But they're they're loyal to a fault. And that reminded me of Jerry Jones yesterday and his comments of, Alex Grinch knows what he's doing, and I know the direction he's going. I know the things that he's going to turn around. It's three, four years. We've got a pattern here, and we've seen the games collapse and end in the same way. You know what you've got. Quit fighting against it. That's how I looked at that yesterday. You've you've decided Alex Grinch is no good. He's no good for the level that USC and Lincoln Riley think and want to be at. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. He's bringing him back. Uh, I did see a lot of reaction from Sooner Nation to that. On uh, Made its way, leaked into my Twitter uh, last night. Also, this was interesting. So... The Texas basketball job's open. Correct. Chris Beard got fired. There is a name that is circulating, Teach, that is of uh, of, uh, particular interest. John Calipari. Mm Mm-hmm. Kentucky is struggling a bit this year. They lost at home last night to South Carolina. What kind of record's Kentucky sitting on right I now? I think I was watching the end of that game because it was the game before OU. I think they were 10-5 and five, uh, going into that game. I think they – so 10-6, and six, I believe, is their record. Same, same record as and OU. They, and they were a 20-plus point favorite last night, I think wow. is what they said. They lost at home to South Carolina, who's not good, Yeah. by the way. But there was a gentleman at the game who brought a, a sign with him that said, please go to Texas. And he got escorted from Rupp Arena. Uh, The unidentified man in the lower bowl held up the sign for several minutes before arena security arrived following complaints from other fans. Kentucky basketball spokesman Deb Moore said afterward the man was given the choice of putting the sign away but refused and chose to leave. What kind of question is that, Deb? <laughs> Please go to Texas, the sign said. 
no profanity on it, nothing insulting or anything. I didn't see the sign. Did you see the sign? I saw a picture of it. What is it a poster board a poster. or is it a piece of paper? Uh, the one I saw, I'm pretty sure that was the sign I saw last night on Twitter, was just black. Yeah, black Sharpie on a poster board. So let me ask you this. Could could it have been blocking people behind him or but, no? But don't other people bring signs? I don't games? think you're allowed to bring poster boards into games. I don't know. Somebody out there could tell me. I, I'm wondering, like, are that, uh, it's ridiculous to kick him out if, if it's just because of what it said, I think, in my opinion. But if he's blocking the view of everyone around him, and they're like, dude, you've made your point. Can you please put your poster board down? And he's just being obstinate. Then I can kind of see the, hey, dude, knock it off. Yeah, he's in his uh, Kentucky blue suit jacket. And yeah, it's just a plain white poster board with black Sharpie. Um, please go to Texas. That's all it says. So um, I guess it could be blocking views and stuff. But I think they're legal in games. Um, maybe Rump Arena has a different um, rule, and they're not allowing any poster board in there. But I think arenas do. Mm-hmm. Like the Thunder have the table set up for the kids that they can make their own poster board sign. Yeah. I think OU does too up top in the kids okay. area. So, um, I think I think there were probably fans that were he was blocking their view. They were angry, whatever. But I think there were a lot of fans probably supporting him too. I got to tell you, I hope John Calipari goes to Texas. Oh, I do too. I think the game's passed him by, and I don't. I think it would be a terrible hire, and it would be a, just a nightmare to watch play out. And then when I say nightmare, I mean in a good way for Oklahoma fans. I don't know if the game has passed him by or not. I think, I think he's probably a pretty good basketball coach, but has always been uh, a little bit of a snake oil salesman. He's just always been a little slimy everywhere he's been. I guess that's what I mean by that. I, I I don't mean that he can't coach basketball, but I think the rules by which he played by, the game has changed, mm-hmm. and he didn't adjust with the game. And that's why he's fallen behind. Even though he's still got top-notch guys there at Kentucky right now, he's just not winning. The problem is, potentially, the problem is that this uh, this portal thing is so the when they went to the one and done situation, you saw Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, the Blue Bloods all grab the the McDonald's All Americans, and they play for a year, maybe mm-hmm. two, go to the NBA, and they're dominating college basketball. Well, this portal thing has shifted things to where older is better. Like you've got all these Gonzagas and Baylors and Texas Tech three years ago. Kansas last year, mostly made up of fourth, fifth-year seniors, men, grown men who have been around college basketball for a long time, and they go get them in the portal. Go get me a grad senior transfer. And it's to the disadvantage of of the Kentuckys and Dukes that are playing 18-year-olds, even though they're really good. So... I think that's hurting Kentucky a little bit. But just from a fit standpoint, Texas with John Calipari, please, yes, that would be so great, so great. Even better than Chris Beard there, which was entertaining for the short amount of time. Yes. John Calipari at Texas, 
Can you imagine how much fun we'll have with that? Steve Sarkeesian and John Calipari. You know how much fun we would have? We would have grand fun. Thank you, Barry. So I'm rooting for it, man. I'm rooting for it. And Texas will throw the throw the moon at him, right? They'll pay him gazillion dollars. He'll come down there and sweat all over everybody. It'll be fun. <laughs> 719 in the morning. We'll get back to your text messages next. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Porter Moser's postgame thoughts after last night's gut punch coming up. We'll be back. Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Sooner fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page. The T-Row in the Morning Show brought to you each day by the Riverwind Casino. New gaming areas after their uh, during their remodel right now going on. New areas, uh, the River Lounge, Sky Bridge, Showplace Theater. Concerts will be returning there soon. Get a feel for OKC's number one gaming destination, Riverwind Casino. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Leaving for, the S- leaving for the SEC, that's why officials have been told to not help us at all. Which was kind of the running theme in the, the football season. So I looked up Texas. I didn't write this down. I just glanced over their conference games thus far. They've only played what would be considered two because they've only played three. One of those is against OU. So if you're talking about uh, teams benefiting from this. Now, that game would have uh, wiped that out um, since they're both leaving. Um, they had the same amount of free throws as OSU and Stillwater. Kansas State had more than Texas by just a few. Like uh, eight. Uh, yeah, six in, or eight. in their game. It wasn't overwhelming like last yeah, night. That game was so. in Austin. So Texas has been a little bit more even than what Oklahoma's seen here. So, I mean, I'm willing to... I'm willing to consider that this is not crooked and it's an OU problem. I mean, that's what I want to believe, and and I do believe that. I don't believe – I don't. I don't believe referees go into a game to cheat anybody. I I, I honestly don't. I think they're there to do their job. And – and there's no I way get, it's kept quiet if someone from the league office no. has told the officials, hey, we're going to call the game differently against Oklahoma and Texas in all sports. It's just that doesn't happen. I mean, it's, it's already out there if that's happened. But I do believe, and especially in basketball, referees either consciously or subconsciously, because they see these teams so often, see these coaches and these teams so often, they get biases built in. Either they don't like a coach, or they do like a coach, or they or they don't like the way a player plays, or they they do like the way a player plays, or 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 a, a star is given extra leverage because they know he or she is a star. You know that kind of stuff happens, especially in basketball. And again, a lot of it is just subconsciously, I think. So that's kind of my question. I don't believe the referees are out to. Get OU? I don't. I, I don't. I, 
Doug Sermon's refs more than the Big 12. He's not a Big 12 exclusive ref. All these guys, these guys are Final Four refs, and they're really good. They, they drive me crazy sometimes. Sermon is hilarious. I mean, I mean, he just cannot wait to give a technical every time he walks into a gym. He gave, they gave another one last night. Grant Sherfield. Yeah, gave by Grant the way, a tee. what happened on that? Because on TV, they never showed it. Even when they went to the replay, because it was off in the corner over there, they cut back out after the play. They never showed what he got teed up for. Was it just John? Just so talking? McCuller, McCuller was guarding Sherfield. Right. McCuller, excellent defender. First team, all Big 12 defender. Sherfield, obviously excellent offensive player. And those two were talking all night. Every time Sherfield would score a bucket, he'd let him know about it. McCuller would bark back. If he got a stop, McCuller would talk to him. Back and forth. The whole whole night, those two were just a running commentary on, I got you, I got you, you know. Yeah, Harris liked to pop in every now and then. Hey, what about me? You want to talk mm-hmm. some trash to me? Well, after one particularly good shot by Sherfield. Grant said something to him, and it happened to be when Doug Sermons was looking. And so he gave him a tee for that. Yeah, I thought that's what it was, because even after he got called for it, I think they went to center court, and he told uh, Sherfield, uh, man, you shouldn't have been called for that. Kind of slapped him on the shoulder, you know. So They were ta- they were, they were, they just, were just, John, yeah. It was a very good offensive player against a very good defensive player, and they were both being motivated by the talk back and forth with each other. There, there are sometimes when that gets out of hand, and and one guy's trying to show up the other. These were just like two elite athletes at what they do, going at it. And I, it's just he's itchy when it comes to handing out tees. Any opportunity I can hand out a tee, Doug Sermons is going to do that. So he did that last night. But again, back to my point. I, I really don't believe they're out to get him. But my question is, okay, then what's the deal? Why are the free throw attempts in four conference games 96 to 49? Is is OU reaching too much? Are they are they uh, practicing a technique that is not proper? Um, do coaches not like Porter? I mean, do uh, referees not like Porter? I, I I we've talked before about Tanner Groves has a. I'm about to commit five fouls face when he walks on the court with some of these refs. I mean, it just doesn't matter what he does. They're hitting him with a foul. So there's got to be a reason. And I'm not saying it's a crooked one. But this has got to get fixed if OU is going to do what we hope they do this year. They cannot. They cannot get doubled up every game at the free throw line and win. It's too hard to win in the Big 12. It's too hard. And if you are at a... Negative 10, negative 12, negative, what was last night, 16, free throw shot disparity. You can't win in the Big 12. So whatever the issue is, they've got to figure it out. They've got to figure it out, and they shot the ball very well from the line last night, but you've almost got to be perfect in that situation. When when a team is doubling you up, like C.J. Nolan, uh, Tremendous and one last night. You got to finish that three point play. He missed the free throw on it. I, uh, Tanner, I think, missed one late in that game. Those don't seem like much. And like I said, they shot the ball. I think they were, what, 20 of 23, 19 of 23, something like that it's from the line. It's kind of hard to pick on that. It's, it's hard to pick on. But when some of those misses come late in the game, 
when that one point here or there shifts how things may play out and who's being yeah. fouled at the end of the game, you gotta you gotta make them at the end of games. So I know it's hard to, to get on them about that because they did shoot the ball very well from the line last night. So but that Nolan, I'm like, man, just complete that three point play. It's a tremendous He's coming back to life, by the way. He was He's very back to life he was the last very aggressive last night, was passing mm-hmm. the ball well. Um I'll he, give him he's credit. Taking last the night. ball to the rim yes. like I dare yeah. you to get in front of me. Right. I like it when he does that. He's got the body type that's like, take a charge if you want at your own risk, but I'm going to the front of the rim. It's good to see that. I was afraid when he got sent to the bench, he'd disappear. And he has bowed up here. That's great. Good on him. Good on him. Between the football holding situation and basketball officiating, I've been told I'm a ridiculous whiny homer for bringing up the conversation. Seems sketchy, but doesn't feel like the women's sports have the same challenges in the league. I can't decide if it's sketchy or if I'm just a homer. That's from Eric in Illinois. I think that's what Toby's saying. Like, what is it then? Like, if it's not that, what is it? And why, why have we seen some of this in the two major men's sports so far? Because Texas dealt with it in football, too. Like I said, I looked it up in basketball. It doesn't seem to be the case with them in basketball at this point. Well, they had that one game at OSU where they were called for 15 penalties at OSU zero. Exactly. Come on now. Seriously? Uh, Last one here, this segment from Dylan says, I think y'all are forgetting that OU was awful from three last night. They were were awful. They were bad. They were bad. But still dominated that game for the majority of that game until the last three, four minutes. If I told you going in, OU, who is, you know, those are the two best three-point shooting teams in the conference. They were dead tied going into last night. They were both shooting it at 38.2%, OU and Kansas. OU's a good three-point shooting team, one of the best in the country. If I told you going into last night they go two of 17 from three, you say they lose by double digits. Like, to beat Kansas and Allen Fieldhouse, you got to have a special shooting night. They didn't. They didn't. They were bad. Two of 17 from three. And Dadgum should have won the game. That's how much better they were than Kansas in every other category. Now I'm getting wound up again here, Teach. <laughs> go, go make another cup of cocoa. Break time. 7.33 in the morning. West Virginia coming up Saturday, 11 a.m., Back home, we need you there, people. That place needs to be packed on Saturday. This team has gone into back-to-back lion's dens, played their guts out in front of 16, 17, 18,000 people. They cannot come home and play in front of a half-full half arena. It can't happen. They have to... They deserve a home court advantage. They deserve some of these calls to go their way because the referees get caught up in the Lloyd Noble Center atmosphere. We need you there Saturday. TJ, we need you there Saturday. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. 
Um, yeah, it is. It is. Um, I thought our guys fought their their, their hearts out. Um, we didn't close each half well, obviously. But, um, in the first half, they brought in a kid that hasn't played, Zach Clements, who ironically hit a three in here last time we played, and he had back-to-back threes. He hasn't hardly been playing. Uh, we didn't close out that the half well. Um, I thought we did so many good things in the second half, fought. Um, and, um, you know, if you look at so many of the numbers, um, you know, rebounds, we out-rebounded them. We outscored, uh, you know, 27 to 22 field goals. We shot 47%. They shot 37%. Uh, they shot 39 free throws. We shot 23. Um, we had, you know, four blocks. They had four blocks. I mean, there's, there's one number that's skewed right there. Um, but, uh, yeah, just a, just a gut punch down the stretch. Um, you know, I, th- I thought we took two threes under the – it was two minutes and we were up three. And we, you know, we were trying to be aggressive. And we, I think the guys just – it was a little bit of running out of tank, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, we pulled a three with 11 on the shot clock when we were in bonus. We missed it. They come down and scored. Then we came down and then Tanner took a three with 16 on the shot clock, missed it. They turned down and scored. And, uh, you know, there were, there were good looks that we could make them. But, if we, I mean, you know, we didn't make any of those shots down the stretch – um, Jalen, uh, we ISO Jalen. He, he missed a little one, but a lot of physicality down there. Yeah, uh, nothing was called uh, right there. So, um, you know, just just really disappointed um, after so many things that these guys did in this building against these guys uh, to not finish it off. Porter Moser post game thoughts last night: seventy nine, seventy five. Kansas wins it. Okay. Let's look forward. We can rehash that some more if people want on the text line. 405-651-3439 is a lot to break down from last night. It was a great college basketball game. Well, it was an inter- it was I don't know if it was a great game or not. It was a free throw parade. So it was a close basketball game had high drama in it. Anytime you got Kansas on the ropes at Allen Fieldhouse, it's it's fun to watch. But what is that, 39 and 23, 59, 62 combined free throw attempts? I don't know how fun that is to watch. So, anyway, it is what it is. You're 1-3 and three now in the Big 12. And moving forward, TJ, here we go. This is the stretch that we were talking about on yesterday's show where you, you got a glimmer of an opportunity here to maybe make some hay. As much as you're going to get in this conference anyway. Uh, an opportunity perhaps to get your conference record back to 500 or around there the next few games. They've started one and three. Uh, some tough losses mixed in there. But you got West Virginia at home. Probably going to be a favorite in that. Not easy. None of these are easy, okay? I'm not taking any of these for granted. But West Virginia at home, at OSU, That'll be a coin flip of a game. It's in Gallagher-Iba, so I'm sure OSU will be favored by a little bit, but probably not a lot. Baylor at home. Again, Baylor picked to win this conference. They're 0-3 right now. They've got West Virginia on the road tonight. They could be. One of those two is going to be 0-4. Baylor at home. Opportunity there. Maybe a slight favorite in that game. So three straight games here. And in conference play, five of the next six, uh, really six of the next seven in conference are against OSU, West Virginia, and Baylor. You play each of those teams twice in your next seven conference games. And those 
three teams right now are a combined oh and six one one and nine. So again, nothing is easy. Fully expect every one of those games to go to the final possession, Teach. But it does at least on paper look like a slightly easier stretch than you've just been through and a slightly more manageable stretch than you've got to end conference play. They need to go at least, I think, four and two. No, that's seven games. They need to go at least... They got to go four and three. I think five and two is possible in this stretch. Too ambitious? There's need an Alabama ambitious. game. You need There's ambitious. an Alabama game in those in the middle of that. I'm not counting that right now. I, I'm just talking conference games here. Uh, not too ambitious. I think that's what you need to do. Um, I think you need to. Win. In fact, I think you five need to and win two. The, I think you need to win the next three straight, no matter what. And then go fight for whatever you can at TCU. See if you can steal one in Fort Worth. So it's not impossible to win there. Right, not impossible. That's what I'm saying. But you really need to win Saturday against West Virginia and. It would be nice if you can go up to Stillwater and take that game. That'll be a tough game, tough environment, but a game, again, you should win and then come back home and, and put three straight on the board when you host Baylor. So uh, not too ambitious, I don't think. I think it's what you need to do looking ahead. If you go five, if you go five and two, uh, and that's it, that's, I mean, to win five out of seven in this conference is ambitious. I don't care who you are. That's not going to be easy. But if they did that, they would be six and five in the Big Twelve with the closing kick uh, to come, um, which includes K State twice, Kansas again, Texas again, Iowa State again, TCU again. So I, I just still think I was talking to Kevin on the bus to the airport after the game last night. I, I still think eight's the number. I mean, I think that's what they got to get to: eight conference wins. Uh, somehow they got to get to eight conference wins. If they could do that, I think they're in the dance. And I don't. I think where they're in, and it's really not even uh, dramatic on Selection Sunday. They get to seven conference wins. I think we're biting our nails. But eight, I think you're in. Now that means they need seven more. Yeah. Out of that's a big number. Out of uh, what have they played? Three out of out of uh, uh, thirteen. They gotta go. They gotta win seven more out of the thirteen remaining conference games. Tough, but I think that's where they gotta get to make sure they're Did in. You quit backing up. What is going on? Is that a bus? It's <laughs> a school bus. <laughs> uh, break time. Four zero five six five one three four three nine. If you'd like to jump in uh, today, maybe you're stuck in an airport this morning somewhere. More national flight delays. We got a computer problem going on this morning. Everybody's just sitting around the country. We'll be back. It may be 2023, but that doesn't change things around here. At The Ref, we are still dedicated to bringing you the best Sooner coverage in the state and beyond. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network. He's Toby Rowland. He was at the fog last night. Yeah, that's right. He uh, was video recorded walking into the fog as if he was somebody. 
Yep. Backpack and all. It's kind of cool, wasn't it? I think he has some type of edge. (laughs) Uh, How about that popcorn bin, though? That looked like a broadcaster ready to broadcast his guts out. It looked like something. It It looked like something. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I walked in and, you know, went and put my bag down. And uh, Theron kind of, he goes, You didn't see me, did you? And I was like, What are you talking about? He goes, I was practicing a shot. I'm going to have a player enter, you know, the fog, and I was practicing. I was using you to practice a shot, and I was just laughing at him. And then the next day, he sent it to me. <laughs> he put the he put the Jordan logo on it and everything at the end. <laughs> That's what made me laugh is when the logo popped up. Uh, I'm like, my, uh, Michael might see that and say, hey, whose idea was this? <laughs> Don't be yeah. putting my brand with him. <laughs> <laughs> We don't like to have our brand associated with tubby broadcasters. <laughs> okay, let me get past all these uh, salad uh, uh, texts here on the text line. Uh, this one says, uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, Big 12 officials are crooked. Probably true. They're all crooked. Uh, the announcer should have had Jayhawk gear on. Brutal. No, oh, really? I don't think so. I think Fran Boog really wanted. I think Fran wanted OU to win last night. Fran and you said he talked to you before the game about the crowd and what lead you needed to have, and the whole game Fran was like keeping the crowd quiet. Don't give them life. Keeping the crowd quiet. Don't give them life. You can't give them life in here. Don't give them life. And then they made, they made a shot. And he's like, ah, oh, there they come. Church is over. I think Fran does an excellent job. I did not hear the broadcast last night. I like Fran. I th- yeah, I think Fran. Like anytime he's on my Shambi TV, I I watch him. I listen. A boog is as good as it gets. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I don't agree with everything Fran ever says or tweets, but I consider him a friend. I know for a fact he is a big OU football fan because every time we see each other, he wants to know everything. We were at shoot around yesterday. Who do they get in the portal? Who's leaving? Who's going to play at what position? Tell me more about Jackson Arnold. He is a massive OU football fan. You know, James played here. He had two relatives that went here. Um, I don't think at all it impacts his broadcast at a, in any way that he's an OU football fan. But um, he is definitely not out to get OU. I can I can definitely take that out of your brain right now. Fran Fraschilla is not anti-OU in any way. Now, I didn't hear the broadcast. I'm just telling you. I know for a fact the the guy is not anti-OU. Ref thinking last night, if we let KU have empty possessions because their shooting sucks right now, Self will be disappointed and we will get booed. (laughs) Self will be disappointed. I'm disappointed in you guys. Where were our calls last night? That was a uh, professional technical foul that Bill Self got last night. Um, I don't know if they showed on TV. He came almost to half court. Mm-hmm. He was yelling at Amy Bonner, and she gave him a tee. And I'm not sure she called anything against Kansas the rest of the night. Like, he had her terrified the rest of the game. Picked up the tee. Cost him a couple extra points, but there was like 15 minutes to go, 
and he had Amy in his hip pocket the rest of the game. That's a professional tee. Let's see here. Toby, how can Uzan foul out? I didn't realize in all four games, 96-49, but last night several times KU had three-point plays, and OU had one, and Uzan and Grant both got hit after making a bucket. No three-point plays from Curtis B. Yeah, I got no answer to that. <laughs> the little bump fouls. Uh, they call on OU, doesn't get called on opponents. Jacob went up for a defensive rebound and got shoved out of bounds. No call on K the KU kid. Mm -hmm. uh, in all seriousness, here's what I observe. When Tanner gets called for a foul, he throws his arms in the air, makes the stank face. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> and looks up at the ceiling and storms around the court. He kind Agree. of puts the target on himself. It's just his personality, something he could work on. Agree. The stank he, face. <laughs> he outwardly reacts to fouls that he gets called for that he does not believe he should be called for. Now, a lot of people do that. A lot of people um, say, you know, they go, what? Me? You know, that uh, his tends to be a little more um, out there. Plus, you know, he's 6'10", he's got a beard, everybody's looking at him, you know, he's just... But I do agree that he would do himself some good to maybe tone that down a little bit. Like, maybe the officials feel shown up by that a little bit, and that works against him. I mean, got to change something, because they're, every every time he steps on the floor, he's got three fouls, so... Good text by the texter, I think that's accurate. All right, top of the hour, 8 o'clock, we'll be back, T-Row in the morning show.